Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is the Buffy podcast that is overly pleased with its own puns. Hellmouth? Hellmouth. I don't know that I'm overly pleased. I think I'm the correct amount of pleased with my own puns. And then I am definitely overly pleased, bringing our average up to overly pleased. Shit. Is that... Oh, because you're definitely overly pleased. If you were underly pleased, I think I would still be overly pleased enough to make up for it, you know? And I mean, I'm probably overly pleased, but trying to pretend that I'm not. So let's be (laughs) honest. (laughs) Real humble there, Michaela. Real humble. We have done it. We made it too. Season 7, episode 18, Dirty Girls, original air date April 15th, 2003. A.K.A. Faith Trubs. Faith Trubs. Not even Trubs, really. No, I mean, she's having, like, not too many Trubs. This is the episode that I have been trying my best to hide from you for, like, (laughs) two and a half years. Because yeah. I, I don't know if you knew that Nathan Fillion was going to come be this murder monk. <laughs> I did not know that Nathan Fillion would show up as I have titled him Felonious Monk. <laughs> so we're jumping ahead picture wise, but that's fine. I have a very similar picture that I've just called that hair. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, his haircut is not good. It's just not good. Now, this character clearly is like in max five episodes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, like, he's not, you know, there's not going to be, like, a ton, a ton of Caleb memes or something. Right, But, like, yeah. the whole time I'm like, does does he know that Nathan Fillion's going to be here? I don't... I had no clue <laughs> that Nathan Fillion would show up in this show. <laughs> he shows up in the beginning and I was like, oh my god, the guy driving the pickup truck, it's Nathan Fillion. <laughs> like, oh, I wonder what good character he's playing. Because Joss has never once cast him as an evil character. Right? To my knowledge. To your knowledge. Captain Hammer, ostensibly good. <laughs> uh, Captain Malcolm Reynolds, ostensibly more good, good. than bad. <laughs> Even, like, the minor part of the Watchmen leader, whatever he right. is, in Much Ado About Nothing, bumbling, but good. But, like, at his core, good. This guy yeah, obviously the- is <laughs> as far as you can get from someone who is at his core good. He's, like, the most misogynistic character we have ever had on this show about feminism. Which I think, in a way, makes him the most evil. <laughs> Yeah, Caleb is not a nice man. (laughs) I'm gonna come out and say it right now. You're taking a strong stance against him. (laughs) Yeah, you're you're anti-Caleb. That's hmm, that's quite a a way to go about this. Yeah. So let's talk a bit about Caleb right now. Sure. Because I've got a question. He's dressed as a Catholic priest, right? Or he's got the the shirt and the collar, basically. Yeah. And then he's paired that with some nice jeans. He's like the casual, approachable Catholic priest vibe right right yeah the nice guy that you can talk to you can have a oh, rap just session so with charming you, you know <laughs> this episode coming out in 2003 how like super relevant is the catholic priest scandal of abusing choir boys that's a good question Oh, so I've just Googled it. About 2002. Oh, boy. Was when the Boston Globe uh, started the widespread media coverage of the issue in the United States. So very relevant for Joss to put this not very nice man in Catholic garb. 
which is pretty interesting. And I don't think I ever really made the connection between like that event happening so close to this mm-hmm. being shown on television, which is, yeah, I mean, clearly... <laughs> I think it's pretty cut and dry what Joss is saying. He feels like the Catholic Church. And then, I mean, at the same time, it it really feels like, you know, Caleb perhaps was some sort of actual Catholic priest at some point, but then Mm -hmm. continues to wear the outfit because it makes people inherently trust him and therefore makes it easier for him to kill women. <laughs> he kills so many. a lot of women. That's all he does That's all day. <laughs> somewhat of a pastime. Of <laughs> it's like his main hobby. Yeah. Yeah. It's his calling even. But yeah, there's this one line that Caleb has about never staying at any parish too long. Right. And I was like, oh, but that's very similar to the stories of. And then, yeah, just looking it up. Yep. Yeah. Hey. So yeah. Fun times. I mean, not subtle as far as things go, but. No, definitely not. Doesn't need to be because yeah. (laughs) Michaela, Nathan Fillion is not the only familiar face we have this episode. We also get, as uh, intimated by the previously on, Faith, <laughs> motherfucker. Get hype. It's called Dirty Girls. Faith is gonna be here. Hype, also, hype, Caleb hype. calls all girls dirty. Right. So, you know, Women are whores, you know. They're all dirty. Everyone's dirty. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Caleb is such a... What a guy. Such a guy. What a oh, guy. Man. You know? Yeah. So, what a character. What a character. Last episode, you were like, if Faith doesn't show up next episode, I just don't even know. And then here she is. So there you go. Yes. Thank God. Here she is. And Fucking not only finally. do we get a bunch of Faith in the previously on, Michaela, for some reason, they decide to put a J-Cal in here too. What? Because what? they're giving unnecessary <gasps> exposition about the first evil. <gasps> now? Now was yeah. when they're like, by the way, we did do this before, in case you didn't remember. Oh, they never gave God. a J-Cal to us until now. Now is the J-Cal cut? That's insane. It's crazy. That is wacky. Okay. She doesn't come back, guys. No. She's not in this she's, episode. She's not coming back at all, you know? Like, I'm going to tell you right now. Olivia was the closest we got. They are pouring. Yeah. Wow. Right. So, there's a girl being chased by bringers. Clearly some sort mm-hmm. of potential. A nice man stops his truck, helps her out. What a nice guy. You know. He's on his way to the Sunny D. You know, just like her. <laughs> what a wacky happenstance. So, he's Caleb. She's Shannon. Cool, man. And then he just starts going off on her. Jesus. He calls her a whore. Yep. I have described him as not an upstanding gentleman. (laughs) Yeah, I would say that he is the opposite of that. He refers to the bringers as his boys. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, boy. He brands Shannon with his ring using the cigarette lighter in his truck. It's all very spooky. Boy, oh, boy, he's not very nice. (laughs) (laughs) Not upstanding gentleman material. No, at one point he says problematical, and I'm just like... Is this Firefly? Like, <laughs> right? I love it because Nathan Fillion is from Canada. Right? Sure, he's from the the like Midwest in Canada, from, like, which is Calgary. the closest we have to the South. Yeah. Do people have Southern accents there? I don't think so, unless they're no. affecting one. <laughs> they have Calgarian accents. So the fact that he's been given like a strong Southern in this, yeah, and then a mild Southern in Firefly. <laughs> Joss is like, I just need you to have a southern accent. Like, that's what I want from you as a person. 
I really started thinking about it, this episode and being like, is it is it convincing? I don't really know. I don't know anyone from the American Deep South. I don't know either. I was just, you know, I was on the ride. I'm so entranced. I was so, yeah. every like woman hating monologue he goes on, I'm like really into. And then I'm, I'm thinking, you know, this is how he's convincing all these women to go to dark places so that he can murder them. He just does mm. his smooth talking thing and off they go. <sighs> he says at one point about Shannon that she was born dirty, born without a soul you're like oh okay okay so yeah a spooky fellow i believe were your words yeah aping my words and i'm like i think i found him i think i got it yeah yeah told you someone spooky was was showing up here he is he's pretty spooky he is pretty spooky. Now, my criticisms from last episode hold true here. Like, this is a bad time to introduce a spooky fellow. They are yes. going to try to say, Caleb's been behind it the entire time. They did try to say he that. He blew up the council. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's been controlling the bringers this whole time. And I'm like, yeah, but you didn't foreshadow this in any way. Thus, it wasn't part of your plan. And I'm really starting to doubt what your writing process is. Because it seems to be you haven't planned the latter third of the season as you were starting it yeah and like this guy is great i mean he's really spooky which is what makes yeah. him great so like if he was secretly behind all this stuff the whole time why not have him in the actual show <laughs> right <laughs> From, like, the mid-season break. He's sure, so much more yeah. interesting than, you know, UV. He's got his cool wall kick. That's great. But he doesn't talk. No! <laughs> we need a talking villain. <laughs> we really do. And the first is very good at talking. Sure. But the first and Caleb make a great dynamic duo. Yeah! And we just haven't had the dynamism because the first has had to act as a sounding board for any chump that wanders by instead. The bringers don't talk. UV doesn't talk. So it's mostly just been the first talking at various people who want nothing to do with it. This guy yeah. is so hyped to like be talking to the first and you're like, hey, this is great. Look at these pals making their spooky evil plans. Ugh. So I'm super happy to see Nathan Fillion. I think he does an amazing job. I'm on board for Caleb yeah. and whatever his deal is. <sighs> Because I'm saying it right now, he has some sort of deal. Right, like, he's definitely very strong. <laughs> <laughs> he is slightly strong. He's stronger than Adam, I'm going to yep, say. I would, I would say, because he's just tossing Buffy and Spike <laughs> just everywhere. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. But as much as I love them, like, this is not the time for it, and I'm really concerned what the writers are doing. But it's fine. Yeah. We got five more episodes, four now, so huh, yeah. they'll do with what that what they can. They sure will. So right. Uh, eventually, Shannon gets stabbed and just oh. kind of hucked out of the truck. <laughs> it's a bad night for oh. Shannon, you know? Yeah, yeah, this is not going great for Shannon. No. Thankfully, the truck is being pursued by Willow and her very special friend that she has just got from LA. It's Faith, motherfuckers. Fucking finally. Fucking finally. <laughs> so, so many. I've called this Faith, and you've called this She's Back, and So Are Her Pants. <laughs> You know, I miss these leather pants. <laughs> when Spike comments on the leather pants <laughs> as like, I think it's his second thing in how to discern that it, this person is fake. You're just like, he's right. He's 100% right. He's so right. <laughs> he's so right. He's never been more right about anything. Boy, oh boy, do I want a Spike Faith spinoff. Mm. Mm. 
Yes. So yes, Shannon has been thrown out of the truck with some parting words from Caleb that we don't get to hear yet. Willow and Faith pick her up and are going to take her to the hospital. Yeah. We're just excited that Faith is back. We're so fucking hyped. After the credits, we get a scene that I was like, wait, is this an episode that I'm supposed to be excited about? <laughs> is this the, I don't even know. I, my, my notes are garbage. Let me just be really upfront about that. This is post-credit times in Xander's apartment. Oh, right. I had blocked this from my memory, turns out. I can see why. Yeah. It's like a three-minute scene. It's so long. That doesn't need to happen and is troubling. It goes on for so long. And then you're just like, what was the point of this? There wasn't one. That's the answer. There was not a point. (sighs) So Xander is fantasizing about not one, but two women, young women. Potentially underage. I don't know. Potentially underage. Definitely seven years his junior. Right. It's it's unclear what age they are, but they're too young. Too young. Oh my god. Yeah, it's the show needs to fucking establish that potentials are only potentials when they're 18 or some shit. Or something. If it's gonna try to do this. And like this wastes three good minutes of this episode that yeah. like we could have used to give Anya some lines. She's not here. Anya. Right. <laughs> She's nowhere to be seen no. except the credits. Yep. We could have given Don some more lines. Giles some more lines. He, he doesn't would, get a lot to do. Gets almost nothing to do. <laughs> Everyone Instead, gets we've like got one like line. A three minute scene of Xander having a fantasy about potentials behind his unlocked door uh, in an apartment full of potentials, and they bust in on him masturbating. So and you're like, unlocked. what is happening? It's just like, okay, so here's the thing about this episode, and like, I don't know at what point during the process they decided to change this, but. Spoiler alert, at the end, Xander gets his eye gouged out. Yeah. They initially were going to kill Xander in this episode. Oh. But, like, there's four episodes to the end. (laughs) Killing Xander now is sort of a weird move. Yeah. They decided there wasn't enough time left to, like, properly grieve and the fans would be pissed. Right. But, like, imagine this scene in the same episode where Xander dies. Right? Like, what is it saying about Xander? This is all he ever amounted to? He's still just as gross as the beginning. But he is. He is. Yeah. He hasn't taken a journey. No. It's been seven years. (laughs) He gets one inspirational speech. Yeah, yeah. Yep, so... Yay, he doesn't die, I guess. Whatever. (sighs) Whatever, you know? Faith tells us about some backstory of hers. You know, she was in jail for a little while. She uh, broke out of jail after being assaulted by a bringer in jail. Well, she could have always broken out of jail. For sure. She just was actually trying to do penance for the things that she did. Yeah. Yeah. Good on her. It shows that she's turned over a new leaf. She's made some character growth. Yeah. She's gone on quite a journey in stark comparison to Xander. (laughs) Yeah. In the three years that she hasn't been on this show, she's done a lot (laughs) that Xander did not do. In the one year she was on this show, she did a lot that Xander didn't do. And like this episode even like it highlights that because (laughs) when Andrew is doing his his faith intro... He's like, for years and years, well, more like months, Faith fought on the side of good. (laughs) 
Oh, I love fucking Andrew's intro to that. So good. Uh, I mean, why don't we just jump ahead and yeah. hit my picture most logical? <laughs> when because... she's funny the Vulcan, were you like, what is happening? Yes. I forgot that she killed a Vulcanologist, <laughs> but it's so well set up because yeah. Andrew's just telling this fucking story with all of the flashbacks to Faith previously on this show and on Angel. And then she just fights a Vulcan, which they had to film. <laughs> they did. They had to set up so much to film that. Oh my god. And it's so worth it. It's so worth it's it. It's so worth it. Oh my god. I'm so happy to have it. Holy shit. Yeah, and all the potentials are like, um, that didn't happen. And Andrew's like, I'm pretty sure it did. <laughs> It's also great because they're like, wasn't there an episode where you learned not to tell stories? And he's like, I don't think so. <laughs> it's two episodes ago. Never mind. No big deal. Oh, boy. Boy, oh, boy. Okay. Right. So Faith is going to go talk to Buffy on her own, and that's a reasonable idea. It's not, but Willow can't really stop her. So whatever. Faith is going out into the graveyard, interrupting Spike, chasing a young girl. Oh, ho, ho. What's this? They have a sexy fight. I mean, it's... Yeah, no, I stand by that statement, actually. Yeah, yeah. it is sexy. Yeah, yeah, everything they do, it's great. And, you know, Spike's chasing of what seems to be a helpless woman down. So Faith's like, ah, vampire, gotta kill him. They Turns out that she's actually also an evil vampire, hence the misunderstanding. But like, you know, when Faith's like, I'm reformed now. And Spike's like, I reformed first. <laughs> Maybe it goes the other way. Either way, it's hilarious. Oh, man. I mean, this show has conditioned me. I see a young girl running. I'm like, oh, it's a potential. Right. Turns out it's not. Yeah, no. I'm like, show, you can't can't play me like that. Come on. That's all they've done for an entire season. Of course, that's what you thought. There are so many things to love about this scene. Because Spike gets interrupted, or Faith gets interrupted by Buffy punching her, tries to actually sort things out. Spike's been, like, half-heartedly fighting (laughs) while also trying to explain what's happening here. He's like, we're on the same side. Stop punching me. Buffy's like, he has a soul. Oh, he's like Angel? No, nothing like Angel. (laughs) Angel's dull as a table lamp. We're very different coloring. (laughs) It's exactly like Angel. (laughs) Yeah, but he's so mad that he he doesn't want to be compared to Angel, right? (laughs) Doesn't. Oh, God. So good. So yeah, fantastic. Buffy's going to take Faith back to Shea Summers and people are not going to be impressed to see her. No, but you know, why would they be really? (laughs) Oh, very much not impressed is Dawn wearing not sure what to call this according to your words. It's a confusing outfit. This is a very short skirt. So it's a very short skirt and then it's sort of like... The pleated skirt that you would have as part of like a school uniform. Yeah. And she's paired it with this long sleeve button down. Blouse? Is this a blouse? Yeah, it's a blouse, I guess. It's just like a very business casual shirt. And then it's with this skirt. And I'm just like, I don't know what style they think Dawn is dressing as anymore. The shirt's also kind of translucent. And I think it has epaulettes. (laughs) Like it's got the little shoulder buttons. It does have little shoulder buttons. You're right. It's confusing. Yeah. That is very confusing. Dawn is pissed to see Faith. Oh boy. (laughs) So we have never seen Faith interact with Dawn, right? Correct. Yeah. When was last time Faith was here? It was in season four, like halfway halfway through when they do the body swap. Um, Yeah. And like, yeah, in the context of the magic spell the monks did to create Dawn, Dawn would have been around for everything, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. And so it's sort of an interesting thing where everyone's pretending they've met, even though none of us have ever seen it happen. I mean, Faith previously when she was fighting Spike is like, oh, we've actually met before. And Spike's like, what? And I was like, oh, fuck. I don't remember what's happening. They'll get to it later. And it's great. No, they get to it. Oh, boy. <laughs> Giles is also pissed that Faith is here. Everyone's pissed that she's here, basically. Giles spent this whole episode being pretty mad and making a lot of good points that Buffy's obviously going to ignore. What's with Buffy? <laughs> what is... She is just constantly like... Am I so out of touch? No, it's the children who are wrong. Literally, Literally. all of my friends are wrong about everything because I am right 100% of the time. Even the potentials think Buffy's plan is trash. <laughs> Literally everyone. Everyone around her. And yet that's what they do. And I'm like... It's this weird, like, introspection, but not really from the show, where, like, it's not the one sane man. No. It's the one crazy person who's driving everything. And no one can stop her. No one can stop her. Yeah. Michaela, let's go into our first segment. Woo! This is Fantastic Feasts and Where to Find Them. Oh. Uh, can you tell fun. us about your food? Michaela, we're going to be talking about a couple it? things here. Not what kind of food do you like? Um, are you adventurous with your food? What, what sort of food do you make? And are there any good cooking shows that you watch? Anything you want to tackle from those topics? Interesting stuff. I hate cooking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I mean, this is genuinely pretty interesting to every person I tell it to. So here mm -hmm. goes. I eat the same thing every day. I eat it because it is nutritious, easy to make, inexpensive, and tastes fine. Now, <laughs> that's not to say that I don't like food, because I do. I just hate cooking more than I like food. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. How long have you been eating the same thing? Um, I don't know, maybe like three years now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's unlikely to lack nutrients then, I guess. There are gradual variations where I used to eat more carbs, but now I can't really eat things that have certain things because it messes with my skin. And so then I had to right. like make some adjustments regarding that. But yeah, I mean, I try to make sure I get enough vegetables, got my spinach, got my green peps, got my apple, got my banana, you know, I mean, and all those those yummy things and since I don't want to cook, uh, I guess that's not necessary. A lot of the stuff I eat is like pretty much just fresh things mixed together. There's not a lot of like right. pres preservatives or salt. Uh -huh. And yeah, I mean, most people would be bored by now. I'm not. <laughs> I mean, you do occasionally eat other things. I've seen you eat other things, but yeah, sure. this is generally your breakfast, lunch, and dinner that's all the same. So like my breakfast is the same every day as my breakfast. And then yeah. like my, I have the same lunch every day. So like the meals Holy are, differ from one another, but you know, every day I have my smoothie and I have my oatmeal and <laughs> got my cheese, you know? <laughs> Got my uh -huh. protein bar, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I sort of know this, right? Yeah. Like, I, but I hadn't really appreciated the scale of it until now. Yeah, that's fair. Because it's not a concern of yours. So you, you like, it peripherally, you know it. And it's not yeah. to say that I won't, like, eat something in a restaurant. I will. Oh, no. Sure. And, like, you know, if I go to someone's house, I'm going to eat whatever they have there. But in terms of making things for myself, I don't want to do it. So it needs to take 10 minutes or less. <laughs> wow. All yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, hmm. I would recommend something like Soylent, except the founder's crazy. I don't think it's technically a food product or available in Canada because it's like some rando dude who just did this. Yeah. I've, I've done some like preliminary research into that style of eating. Yeah. And it seems like 
it is doable. The best way to do it is to like basically create your own thing. Right. So like basically you're buying protein powders, other powders, and like just c- combining things to get all the nutrients you need for the day. Mm. Which sounds, I don't know. I think I like chewing. About the same amount of work, yeah, and no benefit. That's fair. N- not really, mm. yeah. Yeah, that is fair. Is there a particular type of food that you like best? That's a good question. I can go first on this one. Yeah, you go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I have not changed jobs to get more access to this food, but I have certainly thought about it. <laughs> I quite like Thai food. Yep. And, you know, general Asian stuff. So like sushi's great. Sure. Um, I like the occasional bowl of pho. But there's this one Thai restaurant in Toronto and it's very good. And I used to work very close to it. It's called Pi, <laughs> P-A-I. And it's so good. And it's like, so far away whenever now. Oh, damn. Whenever I'm in that area, because it's downtown and I don't live downtown anymore. And I don't work downtown anymore. <laughs> so you got no excuse. So <laughs> I have gone down to visit a friend who works downtown under the guise of like, let's go have lunch, but mostly just go, go to Pi. <laughs> And that friend's like, wow, Dave's such a great guy coming all the way down here to have lunch just with me. Oh. <laughs> that friend sort of wants to hire me for a startup. So I'm like, yeah, why don't we talk about things and go to pie while we do it. <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And just, oh, there's nothing like it out here. Yeah. <laughs> it's so simple too. It can just be like rice and some meat and a few veggies and an egg, but they do it so well. It's so good. God damn, I want that right now. <laughs> oh no. The segment has just served to upset you. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, basically. Like. Anything for you? I mean, I would say that there are specific foods that I think I could just eat forever. Ooh. Like like cheese. <laughs> like I could just, yeah. I think I, yeah, thing, fat-based things, it tends to be peanut mm. butter. I could just eat peanut butter nonstop forever. <laughs> Oh, I'd be so fat. Oh, those cows, such a, you know? a different answer than I expected. Interesting. In terms of like a type of food, I don't know that there's one in particular that I'm like, if I could go anywhere, I would go to this place. Right. It. I think it changes depending on how I feel. Mm. And maybe I just can't think of the perfect place. I mean, I love breakfast. Mm. I'm pretty breakfast crazed. Breakfast has gotten harder now that I can't eat potatoes. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so... Mm. Maybe it's taken the shine of breakfast a bit, which is a little sad, but that's okay. (laughs) I'll wrap things up here by talking about some cooking shows. What have I been watching? Oh, right. There's the Bon Appetit Test Kitchen on YouTube that make the uh, Gourmet Makes videos. And a bunch of others that are very good. But like, you know, Gourmet Chef makes Kit Kat bars. And those those videos are crazy popular. It sounds like you don't really know them too well, but they're incredibly popular and very good. So I've been watching some of that lately. Um, And the other thing is Great British Bake Off Mm. which is like a quiz show in that it's a format that apparently just barely translates into North American norms (laughs) there's like a Canadian the Great Canadian Baking Show right but it doesn't have the same things to it. I don't know. Great British Bake Off's fantastic. Everyone's just like helping each other. They're so and nice. And they're making these things that are awesome. And like the the biggest drama one time was that a, some guy used another person's custard by mistake. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> so that British. was a big drama. That was bad. <laughs> oh, that's delightful. Do you watch any cooking shows? No. Fair enough. I guess I mean... you... Uh... <laughs> 
you're not really uh, into what they're selling you. No. And honestly, at this point in my life, like, things just need to be on Netflix. Mm. It's just, Mm -hmm. that's just what I turn on. (laughs) Fair enough. And I have so many things on the go on Netflix that I'm like, I could watch a cooking show or I could watch these drag queens compete. (laughs) (laughs) And the drag queens always win, you know? Fair enough. Um, All right. Back into the episode. Fillion is monologuing about wine. Uh, He's talking to the first who is currently looking like Buffy and has probably looked like that a bunch of times. But just never told him it was Buffy. (laughs) Never told him it was the Slayer. He's very interested in the fact that it's the Slayer. Yeah. As a woman hater, the Slayer is basically his white whale, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is is the ultimate kill. I don't have a lot of great notes, but like he is very much not a fan of women folk. We'll yeah. learn that he's killed a lot of young girls in his time. Oh, and like so he's many. using the, the first to play out the kills that he's had in the past. He's this weird serial killer. It's great. Oh my God. He's doing such a good job and he's so evil. Yeah. It's, it really is like the ultimate serial killer collection. Like oh, yeah. when the first can just be your victims and you can be like, ah, good times, man. Good times. <laughs> Let's relive that one again, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. We get Andrew's montage to Faith, the <laughs> introduction stuff. I love Andrew glancing out a window after he's done the montage, and Faith is just doing gymnastics in the backyard just alone. Punching. Yeah. Like a weirdo. Like a You're weirdo. Like, uh, what's happening, guys? What's going on? And then Chow An gets her one line of the episode where she's like, who's that girl doing gymnastics in the backyard? And Andrew does this knowing nod that just <laughs> killed me. Yes. Andrew's fucking knocking it out of the park. Yeah, he's crushing guess, it. Great wisdom, Chow Ann. Because <laughs> no one fucking understands anything she says. Oh, God. And like, it's still, you know, once in a while, it's going to still be funny. Yeah, that's the that's the terrible part. <laughs> yeah, like they, they can't go too far with it for sure. But like, but once in a, a while, episodes. it's very yep, funny. Very funny. We uh, go to Buffy checking in on Peawood. They are surprisingly chummy. Yeah. Um. After last episode when Buffy was like, yeah, if you ever talk shit to my boyfriend, who's very serious, we have a very serious relationship, he will kill you. And I'll let him. <laughs> we went from that to extenuating circumstances, as oh. I've called it, because Buffy's got fucking mad extensions this episode out of nowhere. Her hair is so wacky. I called it terrible hair day because... <laughs> It just looks so unnatural. And yeah, like the extensions aren't even the same fucking color. Yeah, you can see it so clearly in my picture. Yeah. Where like just on the the right side of her head, they're like pushed into her regular hair and just come out a different color entirely. It's very strange that they're just so bad. And like Faith also has a lot of hair happening. Mm. So I have Mm -hmm. to imagine they're just like everyone this episode needs tons of hair. But right, Buffy's here talking with P. Wood like they're friends and I'm like what do you think you said to him the last time you saw him Buffy and so I mean he's here she's like oh you look pretty good he looks completely fine oh yeah he's fine he's got a band-aid he was beaten within like an inch of his life ostensibly a few days ago last week it can't have been long yeah and like he looks fine he's being pretty normal towards Buffy I mean he fires her but she deserved that anyways (laughs) yeah he fucking finally <laughs> fires her. Finally, my God. Oh, it's been so long coming. He's in the club now. So he's like, okay, I can fire her. Right? Yeah. Oh, man. Just... <laughs> 
Ugh. Like, why did she show up for work today? That's a great what question. part of her priorities were like, gotta go to work, you know? P-Wood's counting on me. Those, Those kids. kids are lucky to have me. <laughs> Those kids are damn lucky. So, I gotta show up there. The The apocalypse doesn't matter in comparison to my work day. Yeah, it's the strangest thing. I mean, the fact that she was ever going to work was insane. Absolutely uh, crazy. Absolutely crazy. I'm glad that she's been fired. Again, it's this one crazy person in a Amongst all these sane people, because Pete was so sane when he's like, you're fired. You've got better things to do, and honestly, you haven't been good at this job. Right? He doesn't say that, but we fill it in. No, we do. And Buffy's like, no, like, I could still come in part-time. And you're like, no, Buffy, stay at home. Stay away. So many potentials. What the fuck are you doing here? You know the kids that need you? Yeah, they're in your house. Right? Like, or scattered in oh. Xander's apartment, apparently. They should not have left them there. That's been You've very, got made too very many clear. kids for one house? Yeah, and you're here. Great. Oh, my goodness. We just go to the best scene. Absolutely. <laughs> Faith, fleeing from potentials, goes into the basement for a smoke and finds Spike, <laughs> who I have called Totes Cash. I love it. I hate how you spelled cash, obviously. This is how you spell cash. C-A-Z-H-J. <laughs> it's hard to even say, because why would those letters be together? That's how you spell cash. Yo, I got a lot of questions about this. Like, right. He knows this house is full of teenage girls. <laughs> and he's like, I don't need to wear anything to sleep. <laughs> what? He's just chilling entirely in the nude. He might have pants on. I think he actually does have jeans on. It's like the middle of the day, though. And he's just lurking down here shirtless. <laughs> middle of the day is also so his sleepy time, right? I, that's true. That he is a vampire. I mean, does the sun do anything? No, it doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> but not. Faith is over the moon, I would say, to find this half-naked spike down here. She's been in jail oh, yeah. for a while. <laughs> She talks about how she's mostly good now, and she's still a bit naughty. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. You know, they, they talk. She makes her way, again, super cash, over to the bed to hang out. I've right. called this picture, she certainly has a type. Mm, yep. You know what that type is? Buffy's boyfriends. <laughs> 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 Did you think about it? <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> Did Faith go after Scott Hope? You know she did. She did. <laughs> did you, Did Faith go after Angel? You know she did. <laughs> did Faith have sex with Riley in Buffy's body? You know she did. Oh my god, she did. I forgot. <laughs> She's got a type, you know? Uh, Spike remembers word for word the stuff she told him about riding him until his knees buckled when she was driving Buffy's body around. Yeah. I may have said a few things. Like you could drive me at a gallop till my knees buckle, squeeze me till a pop like warm champagne. Word for word. <laughs> oh boy, it's pretty and steamy you, stuff. You can't blame him, I guess. No, nope. no. Nope. Yeah, but she's she's laying on the uh, the faith moves pretty thick here, mm-hmm. and you have to imagine at some point he would have been like, "No, I love Buffy forever, or whatever." But. <laughs> He doesn't have to even do that because Buffy shows up and she's like, oh, what's this then? (laughs) She does not approve. (laughs) No, she's so jealous. She comes down here to hang out with all the other wet blankets in the laundry area, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
come on, Buffy. Just <laughs> let a girl have a good time. Right? She's like, oh, well, I see you two are getting acquainted. I really like that Spike obviously looks kind of abashed. Faith <laughs> has no such qualms. No. <laughs> it's such an unnecessarily bitchy thing to say, too. Yeah, yeah. When she's like, oh, I'm glad you two are getting along. Like, Buffy, try being nice for once. Maybe people wouldn't hate you. Like, nice to literally anyone. Because Anyone! <laughs> this episode, I'm, I think the count is at zero right yeah yeah she's no she's smug when xander praises her yeah. she's not even thankful to him no she's just smug it's yep <sighs> that's the main character of this show <laughs> So Shannon is awake. She is woken up in hospital after being stabbed. Willow is still with her and takes an am- a picture of her very indistinct brand with an amazing pocket digital camera. Oh, when she pulls that camera out, you're just like, oh boy, is it the year 2003. <laughs> right? mm. I felt it viscerally. <laughs> But it's so sleek, too. Like, Ooh. it's such a small digital camera. It is. It is, you know? Like, it's the top of the line, right? Oh, top of the line, for sure. Yeah, so this poor girl, poor Shannon, she's like, oh, this spooky man, he branded me, he did some stuff, and then he told me that he has something of yours. What an implausible line. It's just like, she might as well have said, and then he told me that he's laying an obvious trap for you. <laughs> Which, again, Buffy being the only crazy person, everyone else sees. Yeah. They're all like, oh, that sounds like a trap. And Buffy's like, no, he's got something and I'm gonna take it. And you're like, but literally oh. everyone in this episode knows that it's a trap except for you. And even you don't think it's not a trap. Yeah. Yeah, she seems to not care that it's clearly a trap. Mm-hmm. And and this is when my yelling notes really start. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've got the words listen to Giles a bunch of times with just like oh. periods in between them. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. This is basically when I've got like everyone's against Buffy for some weird reason. <laughs> And she's leaving Willow here. And she's giving Faith sass. Right? When she and Faith are making their way to the, like, abandoned spooky winery that Caleb calls home. Ah, the old Sunnydale Vineyard. Right? (laughs) But Buffy's like, Faith, why are you even here? Faith's like, oh, like, do you not want me here? And Buffy's like, no, I want you here, I guess. You're like, choose? Choose one of those then. Yeah, this from Buffy, who for episodes upon episodes has been continuously saying, we can't kill Spike, he's our strongest warrior. And now- You have another slayer! Another slayer shows up, who I would guess is stronger than Spike. And you're like, what are you even doing here? <laughs> like, literally asks Faith what she's doing here. What do you mean what's she doing here? She's helping you not have the world end. She has Uh. priorities, Buffy. That's what she's doing here. She's got her priorities straight. She can put some mild personal shit aside for like five minutes and help sort this shit out, Buffy. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Michaela, let's go into our second segment real quick as we're getting into the real action here. And let's go into A Day to Remember. Felis Catus, is your taxonomic nomenclature an endothermic quadruped, carnivorous by nature? Your visual, olfactory, and auditory senses contribute to your hunting skills and natural defenses. Ooh. And that is a data remember. Okay. I mean, I have even less of an idea what this is about now. 
That's fine. Because, Michaela, this is inspired by IMDb, the Internet Movie Database, their recent data trubs? Apparent data trubs mm. that have just, like, led to a bunch of episode reviews going missing for random episodes, which I've got to think they know about? Question mark. Hard to say, honestly. Hard to say, hard to say what they'll do to get it back, because, like, backups of things don't last for that long when you've got that much information. Right, yeah. Turns out. Anyway, in light of all of their recent data woes, um, I've got some stories about, you know, fun times that I've lost data that I thought was, like, mildly important to me. Right. Uh, and I want to know if you've got similar ones, if there are just, like, websites that have basically vanished, because even though it's the internet and we can find anything, data still decays at a really fast rate unfortunately hmm. and just like things disappear or get dmca'd i don't know i, I want to hear any stories that you have about that i've got a couple things to kick us off though cool so back when i was just starting out in university i lived in residence in residence we had this wonderful network it's a very uh, fast computer network because it's basically all local right you've got like a couple hundred computers on it basically it's the residence network so right maybe a few thousand actually probably yeah, a few thousand. But they still did some awesome networking stuff. They set it all up so that everyone had a local wired connection for their computer back when that was a thing. And everything was great. On this network was a magical program called, well, no, magical server that yes. served DC++ files. And these are 100% legitimate media files, <laughs> like <laughs> movies that are definitely A-OK -okay to copy and distribute. Yeah, right? totally TV shows legit. that are in the public domain, because there are any of those. Mm -hmm. Movies that are similarly copy left, you know, not, rather than copyright. <laughs> so, being a young computerman myself, I had my one terabyte hard drive, which was quite fancy at the time. So I just <laughs> more or less filled it up over yeah. the course of a semester right and just had this the media drive oh i remember the days when this was like a thing to be coveted not because you couldn't get things online but because it took a while it was like oh you want to torrent a movie that'll take like i don't know six hours or something it'll yeah. take a not insignificant amount of time like you now, gotta plan ahead yeah yeah now it's like five minutes whatever fuck it <laughs> But back in the day, getting a movie in five minutes was crazy. That yeah. was only possible in residence. So I had this media drive and actually not one bad thing, but two bad things happened to it. Jeez. <laughs> because the first time, I think the first time I fucked it up, I was uh, being a confident young computerman, as I mm. do. Uh, and I was like, oh, I need this data from one of my drives onto this other drive. I was like making a, a live USB to boot a Linux distribution or something. Basically copying things from one place to another. And I was like, oh, it needs to be a disk image. And that's different than like anything else. So you can't just like copy all of these files and paste them over. It's actually got to rewrite everything on the drive. And, you know, I skipped past all the warnings that are like make sure you're doing this to the right drive. It'll really fuck everything up and you won't be able to recover anything. You, or you may, but like, it'll be really hard. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not stupid. It's fine. I was very stupid. <laughs> it's exactly what you think happened. I just copied it all onto my media drive, which was plugged in and turned on and like mounted as a partition. Just copied it all blindly. So the first like, I don't know, 10 gigs of this media drive were just entirely overwritten with this useless data. And that meant that I could use like a disk recovery tool probably to recover some of the files, but it would be dodgy as all hell. And then I would just have thousands because like I had TV shows on there. So 
thousands of different unnamed files potentially. Oh boy. Oh boy. Because I think a lot of that gets stored in the first couple hundred megs. Oh boy. <laughs> anyway, it was gone. 100% yeah. gone. 100%. Yeah. So I, I'm like, okay, I'm living with people who also have media. So I copy a bunch of their media onto mine, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Fast forward a year or two, lend this media drive to someone who literally drops it while it is running. So like oh. I lend it to them. I'm like, oh yeah, I've got a bunch of TV shows on here. You can have it, copy some stuff over it, uh, onto it. You know, be careful. Ha ha ha. Brings it back the next day. And he's like, hey, I'm not sure that the drive's okay. And I'm like, oh, it should be fine. He's like, I, I kind of dropped it. I'm like, from how high? Like a foot, foot high. I'm like, oh, that's fine. As long as it wasn't spinning it should be fine he's like it, it was spinning i'm like oh okay yeah it completely gone 100 percent. wow just like destroyed uh, so i think that was maybe my secondary media drive at that time mm. i don't know those days have mostly passed me by at this point yeah I mean, one is none. So those are my those are my fun, wacky memories of losing data, which at this point I've got a much more cohesive solution to. So it's really hard for me to lose data. And I wonder if the fact that these types of things have never really happened to me is why I'm so cavalier. Let's <laughs> say fair. Yeah. <laughs> about my uh my backups that oh i'm sure that'll be fine michaela you've got no reason to worry probably the rest of you computer men it's so not... distressing it's so like a hundred percent legitimately distressing to me i have two copies of all of our things <laughs> that's good I... that, that is good that's better than one i know? know one is none yes yeah. i mean am i stew do i have two backups in entirely different places in case our house burns down no that's a really good idea. It is. Well, Maybe if I your should be house stew. burns down, I at least have all of the pod data yeah. at my house, which is you a do. different house. Yeah, so. there you go. I'm basically using you as my second location. <laughs> and if something is big enough to get both of our houses, I think we've got larger problems. Other problems. Yeah. Yeah, yeah way bigger problems. And, oh no, the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, there's no more people to listen to the podcast at that point, no. right? <laughs> no, that's especially like deep west Toronto. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> if Ooh, that's having a bad time, other yeah. places are having a worse time probably. Probably, yeah. So you've yeah. never lost data? You've never had no. uh Okay. <laughs> That is yeah. that is a-okay. I wish you all the best of luck. And remember, listeners, World Backup Day is... World Backup Day was March 31st, 2019, and will probably be March 31st again next year. Who knew there was such a thing? That's exciting. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I'm, I'm sad that you don't know that. Oh. What? People... <laughs> People in my spheres try to make sure everyone knows that. Oh, well, you did a bad job then. <laughs> I did. Yeah, okay. you failed well, I'm, me. <laughs> I'm using my easily the largest vector I have for spreading yeah. information to tell yeah. people right now. Correct. World Backup Day at the end of March every year. Good. All right, back into the episode. Uh, Xander preps some people on how best to kill humans. <laughs> right? And you're like, is this the first time they're learning this information? Is it the you... first time they're learning this? Also, is Xander really telling people how best to kill humans? Yeah, he's literally like, the bringers, they're people. Let's be real clear. <laughs> they're people. You need to kill the people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice one, Zand. Good, good yeah. going. Uh. Yeah, it's very distressing. I mean, this is another scene where a bunch of people just get single rapid fire lines one after uh, the other. Not Felicia Day. Have we poured one no. out for Felicia Day? I don't know. 
There's so many potentials. It is hard to remember when they return. Unless you know? that potential is Molly. In oh, which case, we know you about can Molly. always see her coming. Because A, <laughs> she's got the Cockney accent. And B, she is just always the one wearing the most ridiculous thing. I've called her the truest victim and you've called her one last insane outfit. Yeah, I mean, I she is the truest victim because she's a fashion victim and this episode she'll be a life victim, I <laughs> <Yes>. guess. <laughs> a casualty victim, yeah. fatality even. This outfit is just insane. I love My that you've captured God. an entire body shot of it. It was not easy. <laughs> the shorts combined with the red stockings combined with the Converse shoes and then she's got this jacket with the fur like lining on the collar. Oh, what? Boy. It's a lot. It's what a lot. What are they doing? Uh, they just, whatever this style is, they're leaning into it, you know? <laughs> yep. Whatever yep. these styles are. <laughs> that they've mixed together. You're correct, sir. Man. You're quite correct. Yeah. It's... Xander gets his inspirational speech, and it is delightful. I love that it literally reduces Andrew to tears. <laughs> oh boy just like the little thing that andrew has with xander in this scene where he gets really upset when when um, amanda Amanda's, says that yeah. matthew broderick killed godzilla and yeah. andrew's just like xander and xander <laughs> has to explain to amanda that it's not technically godzilla uh, oh fuck it's so good so i just looked up felicia day Apparently, she was in this episode and uncredited, which oh. really makes me worry that she was in that pillow fight. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. the gross but she, pillow fight. She will be back for realsies, not in a okay. gross pillow fight. Yeah. Okay, thank goodness. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. Buffy is not even very moved by this speech, despite everyone else being. She's more like, told you so, Faith. I am the better slayer. You're like, nice, Even Buffy. Faith is, like, pretty impressed by the speech. Yeah. Yeah. No, and not Buffy. Never Buffy. This is the sort of thing that you want to do in an episode where xander is killed or badly damaged yeah not the earlier scene guys no. not why that. why do we have to start oh yeah yeah into the hornet's nest michaela Woo. this very nice vineyard it's okay so of all the things of all the nonsense we've had pop up in sunnydale <laughs> I will say that a vineyard is probably the most reasonable. Because oh, it's yeah. California, California, right? Yep. Got that Abandoned wine vineyard. going. Sure. Yeah. So this looks like a great place for an ambush or like a trap of some sort. Buffy's yeah. just going to dive right on in there, you know? In the wine cellar. And what's yeah. your signal in case things go wrong? They'll start screaming. Do they? No. It's probably got about one exit. That, that'll be great. You know, for the escape that they'll probably have to do. It's just, it's going to be great. Labyrinthine is how I might describe the, the <laughs> yeah. wine cellar, right? Yeah. 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 Whew. So the bringers attack the initial round of Scoobies and Potentials in the basement. They manage to hold their own pretty well. Suddenly all the Harbingers flee and Caleb makes his presence known by throwing Buffy across the fucking room with a single punch. So far, yeah. So this and guy like... is not your run-of-the-mill serial killer who talks to a creepy, spooky person. <laughs> this guy is much spookier than even that. Yeah. And I don't know if Nathan Fillion is significantly taller than James Marsters or if they were just shooting it to make him look extra tall and spooky, but Whatever he was it just is, it works. towering over everyone. Yeah. yeah. And he, 
Buffy Buffy says to him, I heard you have something of mine. And he's like, I do now. <laughs> right? Jesus Christ, Buffy. What were you thinking? Uh, if only literally everyone else in the episode had warned you about this. <sighs> Every other person. Oh, so Caleb's great. He breaks Rona's arm. Uh, yep. He kills an unnamed potential. And do you then... want to know her name? Do you care? No, don't care. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> then kills Molly. Oh boy. Yeah. Molly, pour one out for her poor outfits and herself. Yeah. She gets stabbed. He's just killing people. Does Amanda also die? No. Okay. The, the wiki says that only two potentials are actually killed. Because Amanda is shown like falling down to the ground after being attacked in some way by a a bringer yeah i guess caleb didn't do it so she can't actually die sure yeah so everyone gets pretty injured Mm -hmm. uh they're finally trying to retreat because buffy and faith and spike i guess try to beat up caleb and none of them can do anything at all to him right which is just great for them yeah xander's trying to help kennedy up she's been knocked down (laughs) oh Oh, yeah kennedy we care about her yeah but oh no xander as the nice guy who is staying behind oh nice guy is Uh, really appropriate i guess i guess in this context yeah yeah ah so gross anyway he is trying to help kennedy up and it doesn't go great for him caleb snatches him and as we said earlier pokes (laughs) one of his eyes out this is a very big moment for me i actually watched xander's eye get gouged out which i have never done before oh I always look away because I don't like eye things. But today I was like, no, I'm going to watch it. And it wasn't that bad. It's still pretty gross. Right. It wasn't great, but I was like very prepared. Yeah. (laughs) Right. I was very prepared for it. Yeah. And like as someone who's about to watch, I would guess four previously ons that contain it. Have fun, man. (laughs) God. Oh no. They, they want you to know that Xander got his eye gouged. There's going to be a FYI. bunch of discretion shots. I've got to imagine. Oh, it's going to be like Caleb reaching for it and then Xander's bandaged face. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. not actually we'll going to be the gouging every time. I've got to we'll imagine. See. We'll find out next time, listeners. <laughs> And then, yeah, we're wrapping up with hospital time and Caleb's voiceover. They have brought a bunch of injured girls and Xander into this hospital. (laughs) Questions about these girls, right? Never going to be resolved. But like, do their parents know where they are? Or did Buffy just bring a bunch of missing girls into a hospital? That sounds more likely. I mean, it's Sunnydale. Do they ask a lot of questions? No. How are there even really still doctors and nurses here? You know, (laughs) whew. Yeah, but this voiceover is very effective. Mm. I would say we haven't had really like a villain voiceover since Passion. Yeah. And like, yeah, make this spooky guy that hates all women just for the fact that they're women. And he's going to be a pretty effective villain, turns out. Yep. In this female forward show. Yeah. Oh, boy. That was an episode. Michaela, did you like this episode? God, I just am so happy Nathan Fillion's here. Yeah. Oh, boy, it doesn't matter oh how much of an ass pull this character <laughs> is. I'm still really happy to have him around. I wish he had been in more of it. Hint, hint, yeah, writers. Too. Yeah, too late. It's far too late. <laughs> oh, far too late. That's yeah. fine. And you know me. I love a good bad guy. And mm. bad guy Nathan Fillion is just, it's just fin- phenomenal. I'm so glad Faith's back too. Good Lord. I'm actually not sure I've ever seen bad guy Nathan Fillion before. No, 
because like you know he he was on castle for how many years yeah that's what he's been doing for like a while now i think it might be it's been done for a bit maybe he was on that one episode of brooklyn 99 oh that was great too shit but yeah yeah, like nathan fillion especially after being castle for 10 years he's never gonna be like the bad guy after that no captain hammer is probably the closest thing to a bad guy because he's not a good guy. No, he's not. <laughs> he does technically fight evil. He's just an <laughs> ass about it. Yeah. <laughs> but like that I've just really described Mal at the same time. Right. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Mal's less of an asshole. Yeah, Michaela, yeah. who won this episode? Oh, Caleb. Caleb 100%. 100%. All the way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe you like him and the first are sort of in their own like same little camp. Sure. But Caleb got to kill multiple women which is you know that that's his whole thing yep. like that's his one pastime that's his win condition yeah he beat the shit out of two slayers mm-hmm. gouge out xander's eye you know everyone's having a ball well no <laughs> caleb's having a ball and no one else is having a ball so yeah big old win for him buffy came right into the trap holding oh, the I- idiot ball for the episode yeah. yeah oh man and then like he expects her to fall for the trap and then she does <laughs> And, like, it's just that much more crushing because he was right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's dumb. Michaela, what was the best outfit from this episode? You know I gotta do it, man. You know I gotta say that Molly. Oh, yeah. (laughs) How could it be anything else? She's always the standout. It's not for the right reason, but that doesn't matter, you know? You gotta make a statement, and that statement is something. Well, yeah. Michaela, we don't have a Teeks review for this episode. Unsurprising. Instead, yeah. I bring you a different uh, review from this episode. Oh, that's fun. At least there are reviews, I guess. That's better than normal. And on a relevant note, this one is simply titled Molly. Oh, shit. <laughs> what? What? <gasps> Tell me everything. Oh, my God. <laughs> 19th of September, 2007. Oh, good. Jack Vamp 1 sat down at his or her computer and <laughs> uh-huh. just wrote out some amazing thoughts that they have shared with the world. And thank goodness. Delightful. Good oh, God. my goodness. With two exclamation marks. Three, okay. sorry. Writes Jack Vamp 1 with ellipses between all of these words. Uh-huh. I can't take the pain anymore. First Joyce, <laughs> then Buffy, then Tara, then Annabelle the Veggie, then Ooh. Chloe the Chick from Lizzie McGuire, and now Molly. <laughs> And I love it because that is literally like counting down in order of how much I care about these people. Slash know anything about them. Yeah. (laughs) Damn it, Joss. Why did you do this to me? I know you're the boss and all, but Molly, Molly, the vampire slayer. I saw potential, which is possibly an intentional pun. And you saw stabbing with the big hunting knife. Oh, boy. In all caps, she was my favorite potential. Wow. With two exclamation marks. First, Molly had some cool lines. The I don't do squishy was classic Drew Goddard. Sorry. The I don't do squishy was classic (laughs) Drew Goddard. Okay, maybe a bit annoying, but still. In Dirty Girls, not only does she go to the vineyard, not only does she save Kennedy from a bringer attack, but she also gives a... But she also gave a toss when that potential slayer with the big sword gets her neck broken by Caleb. She does have a reaction shot, yes. She was a good person, (laughs) damn it, and now she's buried under Sunnydale somewhere. God bless her cockney soul. But the humiliation! (laughs) Stabbed with her own knife! I heard Joss killed off the potentials who were the most popular, but I sort of knew Molly was annoying to most people. But Molly, I loved you, and I hope you know that. And just as I got over that heartbreaker, Xander gets his eye popped out. Don't even get me started. (laughs) 
<laughs> that is the entire review. That's now, insane. <laughs> useful information. Joss or the writers killing off potentials in order of popularity seems question mark to me because so question mark yeah. molly died unnamed slayer died i mean she had a name technically in the script sure yeah chloe died uh lizzie mcguire died <laughs> and like were, so chloe was killed in the intro or in the episode where she was introduced lizzie mcguire girl was killed like two episodes after she was introduced <laughs> lizzie mcguire girl is chloe oh what <laughs> oh is it eve am i doing the same yeah. fucking thing again Fuck. Yeah, I'm so, I was so confused. Sorry. <laughs> Eve. Eve. Um, Annabelle is also killed in the episode she's introduced. So there's been one, sorry, now two potentials that have been yeah. killed in an episode after they were introduced, which like, this is an interesting tidbit, but it seems blatantly it seems false. false. Yeah, seems absolutely false. So that, that sounds insane. Yeah. No. <laughs> So anyway, what a great review. I'm glad that we had wow. that. A fitting eulogy for Molly, I'd say. Beautiful. Just beautiful. Indeed. I just had a flashback. I'm not sure if this is accurate, but I think Amanda falls on the ground mm -hmm. and then is about to be stabbed. And then Xander shoots the, the person stabbing her through the wrist yeah. with a crossbow. He does. Yeah. And I remember this vividly because at the time I was like, oh, that's the last time he's going to be shooting that crossbow. <laughs> Too callous. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Rona that Xander keeps alive, but otherwise oh. dead on. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to have the death perception. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just the right amount of callous. <laughs> A, a fitting send-off for Xander, I'd say. And he's not even sent off yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. boy. Good boy, times. Oh boy. Michaela, what is coming up next episode on B -B -B Buffy the Vampire Slayer? I'm gonna gonna read you the first sentence of this. Okay. Uh, from IMDb. So it's called Empty Places. Okay. After their horrifying loss at the vineyard, the gang turn against Buffy and begin to follow Faith instead. <gasps> yes! <laughs> Thank God. They're Jesus sane. Christ. The rest of them were shown to be sane this episode. Yeah. So this is the only thing that makes any sense. Wow. What a, <laughs> a great idea. <laughs> Sanity. Sanity. <laughs> uh. Uh, I just have so many questions about Buffy and like what her character arc is supposed to be this season and whether like what sort of resolution we're going to get with it because I've got to imagine having everyone turn against you isn't something that like brings you back to their side generally yeah it's something that usually just drives you further into isolation which tracks very well with my initial prediction of the outline of this season which is like three or four episodes before the end everything looks like the shittiest it could possibly be which sounds about right it does sound about right and then they you know get there for the climax and have a quick denouement yeah. This was a pretty crushing defeat. It was. <laughs> that yeah. they just suffered. Yeah. For Xander, he literally got crushed. So there you go. He sure did. <laughs> there are so many people on this show now who are like named characters that are either in the actual credits or get like a special guest star credit. Oh God, it goes on for so long. It's, there's so many of them that you're just like, how are they going to give everyone something to do? <laughs> I guess they're not. Is the yeah, that's the easiest way to put it. But Jesus Christ. Yeah, Anya a lot of completely missing from this episode. Yeah. Barely yeah, in last episode. Yeah, just insane. Uh, yeah. I guess technically there's a familiar face next episode. Oh nice. 
Yeah. Uh, does anyone get something poured out for them next episode? I think our familiar face be the last time. I mean, we're running out of episodes. Yeah. I would expect yeah. that to generally be true from now on, just like even leaving the show rather than uh, being killed or something. Yeah, I mean, they're going to, obviously, they're going towards the final episode. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they're going to try to shove as many people in that episode as possible. Yeah. <laughs> so, mostly, like, more side characters will probably be pouring things out, yep. but... But yeah, uh, these obviously. potentials, I tell you, just a good source of people to kill that have at least some emotional impact, but their don't, shirts are just so red. Don't actually take right? away from the plot. Yeah. Because there's an infinite supply of them. Infinite. So. Yeah. Like uh. and most of them don't have names that anyone would reasonably know, but like they're just, they're important as a concept, not as individuals, mm-hmm. which is, yeah, it re- literally makes them the perfect red shirts. So Yeah. Uh, perfection indeed all right well that will be next episode until then our listeners can always reach out to us via email beyondthenew.hellmouth at gmail.com all of our pictures will be up on Facebook and you can reach out to us personally on Nextdoor which is a social network that segments its users by which neighborhood they live in I'm on there at West is Best Michaela I'm on there at slinging it in the coke (laughs) very nice Make sure to hashtag all of those neighborhoods. Welcome to the Hellmouth, so you know you came from the show. Uh, and until next time, farewell, farewell from, from the, the Hellmouth. Hell Hellmouth. Hell no. Hell no.